0: Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Definitely gotta take into account your mental being. People out there is not gonna understand you unless you let them know. You gotta tune into your own mind and put it at rest. The only person is gonna help you is yourself. Society doesn't want that. To blame anything else but the negative show. Hey, what's going on, it's your man over and I'm uh, back with another Black Men's Mental Health podcast. I appreciate. Uh, first, I want to say I want to appreciate everybody that's been going to the website, hitting me up in my inbox on Facebook, and emailing me with questions. And people want me to speak at the seminars. I really appreciate that. You know, I don't sit here and claim to be. Uh, any type of expert in any way, I'm just speaking upon what I see, my experiences, stuff like that, and I'm glad that is able to help um, people out there. You know, I had uh, one uh, girl, uh, female woman. I don't want to. I want to use the proper. You know, woman uh, hit me up and said, you know, what I said on my first podcast really opened her eyes to like communication with her husband. And, you know, she didn't really realize That 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 could have been an issue Of why he was acting a certain way And when she talked to him He admitted, you you know That, you know, he was dealing with some mental health But didn't want to talk to her about it It was from years ago And he didn't want to say nothing Because he didn't want to He didn't want to make it look like he was making excuses for his certain behavior. So, you know, it was always really good to uh, know that what you do impacts uh, somebody else. So, you know, people keep listening, keep uh, inboxing me, and I'm just here. You know, uh, go to uh, blackmensmentalhelp.com and, um, you know, information there is help there. Uh the podcast up there. So definitely just stay tuned. But uh this uh podcast is, is has to do with uh Black Men's battle and social and social media. Uh I think we are at a time where social media is such a big influence on our lives and what we do today that it's it's something that, you know, we should talk about and this is actually something that I wanted to talk about the first time. But I said, you know what, I should introduce the podcast first, you know, talk about some other things but this is definitely something that i'm very i was very um excited about talking because i I, talking about because it's not a lot of of people that talk about this you know first i want to say that you know before i get the critics or anybody getting on me that every gender every culture every nationality religion have their own issues when dealing with mental health. They have their own, uh, you know, uh, area of, 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 how can I say, you know, they have their own area of concern when it comes to mental health in their community. So I don't want anybody to feel that, you know, anything I say is trying to insult them or negate their problems, because at the end of the day, you know, this is not about, this podcast is not about mental health of females, mental health of, of, of Caucasians, or this is about mental health uh, of black men. So please, when you listen to this, don't say, well, you know, you know, the, you, know you know, it's kind of like, you know, Black, black black, lives matter, and people reply with, well, all lives matter, well, we, of course, all lives matter, we understand that, but there are particular problems in the black community that we're talking about, you know what I mean, I believe in black lives matter, but just not the actual movement. that's another podcast and another discussion, but anyway, um, but, you know, so please understand that, like, Yes, all mental health matters, okay, but black men's mental health is something that is not highlighted in our media as the others, so this podcast is to highlight that. Now, let's talk about social media. Let's talk about, you know, news outlets, social media, things like that. I think I touched upon it a little bit on each podcast, but this is just specifically about that now when you talk about social media and black men's mental health you, you 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 think like okay well what does that have to do with a black man's mental health and um in general it shouldn't have anything to do with a black men's man's mental health but it does um unfortunately what social media does is they set the tone of the trends and the thinking of our society today. So, for example, we have memes, we have, uh, you know, uh, commercials, we have uh, social media posts, we have news, you know, that really drives how people view things. Um, For example, when a black person in general, you know, and this is a generalization right now, but it's a true generalization, when a black person is committed of a crime the news outlet will pin them as a goon thug past criminal things like particularly in black men as well when a white male counterpart white male does the same thing mental health issues problems as a child they the news seems to be more sympathetic to uh other other cultures than they are to us Um, Now, I know people could say, well, when it's a Muslim, they say, yes, and I understand that as well. All I could speak upon is the black man, and I'm just from that perspective. So if we live in a society today that every time we look at news and a black man is just criminalized, no matter what the situation is, um, they highlight our criminal activity when we do something that is against the law. But rarely they highlight our achievements, unless it's a basketball player, unless it's an athlete, unless it's a rapper or or celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's what they highlight. So when you're a young black male and you look at TV... You don't see scholars, you know, they highlight scholars, the astrophysics that did this or a person that did that, but they don't highlight anybody, any black men. Now, I'm not saying all news media never, never highlights anything that's outside those parameters I talked about, accomplishment of a black man. So I don't want people to say, oh, well, you know, uh, this, this, uh, what's his name? They, they highlight Martin Luther King all the time. Okay. There have been hundreds of Martin Luther King's. And when I meet hundreds of Martin Luther King's hundreds and thousands of black men out there that are fighting for justice, judges, lawyers, politicians, thousands, just local community activists, you know, Martin Luther King was just the most, I would say, highlighted at that time. He was the one that, you know. Because what people understand is that back then people hated Martin Luther King. It wasn't like, you know, now they praise him. But back when he was doing what he was doing, they hated him. White America, the culture of, of America hated Martin Luther King. He wasn't very popular. He was like the number one criminal on all of the police, FBI, FBI radar. He was absolutely Satan to white America. But over the years, his, his his messes resonated and grew. But back when he was marching, when he was doing that, they hated him. They absolutely despised him. Um, and, you know, new um, evidence has come out that suggested that Martin Luther King actually survived the shooting, but in the hospital, whether they whether it was didn't give him the proper care to save his life or whatnot, let him die. But that's a whole nother thing. So at the end of the day, you know, the reality is that he wasn't beloved like that in America when he was protesting for justice. So to put that up there as well, you know, they highlight Martin Luther King, we have a day for him. But let's talk about the struggle Martin Luther King went through to, to have this praise. He wasn't liked. He was, he you know, so that's kind of the feast of the point. There are hundreds, thousands of Martin Luther King's out there right now today Marching for equality Marching for for justice Fighting every single day In positions of Congress, Senators uh, Politicians, activists, entrepreneurs But the news never really highlights those When you look at the news as a black man What do I see? I see me getting harassed by police I see me being Viewed as a womanizer I see me being demonized As a deadbeat dad I see me Demonized as uneducated I see me Demonized as I'm to- uh, toxic masculinity I see me Portrayed as A gay man I see me betrayed uh, betrayed As a criminal And the list goes all in all All the negative Imagery we have when it comes to news and social media as well Now, not only as a black man do we fight And I say this all the time because I, I want people to understand that this is reality Not only do I have to fight the stereo, the stereotypes that social media and our news puts on me as a black man out there But then I have to come into my home and have another battle with my sisters And when I mean my sisters, I mean my black females You know, now I'm out there already battling every single day trying to to find my place because at the end of the day, society tells me alpha masculine black male is not wanted. Because if we are positive, we're aggressive. It seems aggressive. So I have to walk on eggshells when I'm at my job. I have to walk on eggshells when I'm in public because at the end of the day, if I'm outspoken, I'm aggressive. I'm a scary black, black man. I'm a criminal. So when I'm out in public, I have to fight every day the stereotypes that social media and our news puts on me. Then I get home and I have to fight my sisters. And when I mean home, I mean my community as a black man. You know, but one thing I could say, back in the day, the 60, 50 60 70s even during slavery times we would black men were out there let's let's go let's go back to slavery you know one thing was was that you know we we were pretty much uh you know, breeded and 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 used for our muscle, for our physique to work, to work the cotton fields, to work the 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 shops, whatever. You know, we were just used as cattle in a way. And but when we got home to our sisters, to our mothers, our wives, we were king because they knew the struggle we went through out there. We did everything we had to do to protect. Our children, our family, our wives, we did everything we could. We took the blood of the pain. Not saying that women weren't, don't give me, no, don't, but what I'm saying in general, the black man was out there more struggling, the workhorse, you know, getting abused. and And, you know, we took it. So when we got home, our women treat us like kings and over time we got our freedom we we were able to have a it was like that where we were out there still struggling you know and this this is back in the days when you know one income could support a household and a woman would really most of the time stay home take care of the kids so we were out there dealing with the world we were dealing with discrimination segregation um, unfair treatment uh, opportunities being lost, uh, being called nigger, and all. Not saying that women weren't. So please don't think. Well, please, because this is not the podcast for that. I hate when people are like, well, we, no, this is not what we're talking about. We understand that genders and other people had their struggles. So don't We're just talking about the black man. So we were out there being beat every day, figuratively and literally. So when we went home. Our women, our culture knew that and they treat us like kings at home. Then over time, there was a notion of the feminist movement, which to me was the worst day that could happen for females and for men. And let me explain. I in no way believe that A female is lesser than a male. I don't at all. I believe that if a woman wants to be a fireman, an astronaut, whatever she wants to be, a basketball player, that she has the right to do that. I believe with all my heart. I am no way a male chauvinist where I think, oh, women can't. Now, if a woman wants to do something, she works hard enough, she can do it. So that's not what I'm saying here. But the structure of the family changed you know now you can go to systematic racism and you can research on on yourself but there was a plan to to break up the black household because at the end of the day that was a man's strength see it wasn't about the women it was about the man because see At the end of the day, society feared the black man. White America feared the black man because we were able to take all this abuse by them, but still rise and still be strong, still have these families and still be able to get these beautiful women to love us and and have kids and and get out there and, and work hard and still come home and build. See, white America didn't like that. White America didn't, like, no matter what they threw at the black man, we we took it because we had the support of our community, of our women. So once white America understood that, it's like, hmm, I want to break down the family. So systematically, they started to go into homes and offer women money. And say, well, you know, the man, your man, can't be in the home, you know, to get this. If you want this money, now you offer a deal like that. That in the beginning it didn't work. It didn't really work because we were hip onto it. But then Bridget America understood something too. Like, hmm, okay. We can't come in the house and break them up because they know. But we're going to give them a false sense of independence. Women's movement and at first our black women weren't buying that but over time when things are on the media and you know you know media as a TV and stuff like that that's a powerful tool when every day you wake up you look at TV you see these images billboards things like that now we didn't have facebook and stuff like that back in those days but we had things where people would would understand like okay cool so what happened was you had this movement Of women saying, "I'm independent. I could do my thing." At first, it was a good movement. Like, "Yo, we should be able to vote." That's really how it started. We should be able to vote. Great. Then it turned to, "Okay, I could do any job a man could do." Great. Then it turned to, from my perspective, to a, I don't need a man to be successful in my life. I could have kids, have a career, and I don't need a man. See, that's when, for me, the, the the feminist, the movement got twisted. When it said, I don't need a man. See, and that's what messed the black community up. When the idea of I don't need a man, and then the government supported that idea. See, because back in the days, a woman wanted her man to be involved You know I mean And I'm not saying It was right or wrong But what I'm saying is You know A woman get pregnant A man would say I'm gonna be a man And marry her Take care of my family See We made, We we, we had a I hate to say this Because people may hit me We had a business arrangement In the black community Where If we If we Got with a woman And she got pregnant We would take. Now not every man did that So I don't I don't You know, and every man did that But in general It was the idea as a man If I got this woman pregnant I'm going to be there And be there Marry her And you know That idea A woman didn't really visualize Her life As a single parent That wasn't something That a woman grew up with She didn't grow up with that idea She grew up with that Go to me, I'm pregnant And then he's going to marry you Because at the end of the day That's what a man does He takes, takes uh, You know Takes uh, up for his responsibility So Cool So but what happened was the idea of the single parent that's a career oriented with the kid didn't need the man. See, and that's what what happened. So you had this shift in the black community, you know, of women saying, I don't need a man. Because government told you, like, hey, we'll give you money, help you get into a housing situation, give you money for food, all that. You just can't have the man in the house. So the idea in the black community started to come where I don't need a man to have kids. I don't need a man to be successful. So then there was a shift within our own community. From I need a black man in my life to I don't need a black man to be successful. So now when that shift happens, now what do we do to make sure that shift stays that way, becomes stronger? Well, we start predicting men as, uh, you know, they can't get jobs. You know what I mean? They can't do what they are to do. We give more opportunity to the black woman, give her money, give her housing, empower her. And while we're empowering her, we criminalize the black man. We'll show a black man is on crack. We'll show a black man is a gang member. We'll show a black man that that is a deadbeat dad. We'll show a black man. And then the only roots we show you that you could be successful is for our entertainment. See, people don't understand that psychology. We'll put into all these young boys that that. You can only, if you're an athlete, a rapper, or an artist, those are your roots. Because the other root is you either industry a drug dealer and you're a deadbeat dad. Like, see, the thing is, is like, even the positive is like a one in a million shot. The NBA has way a couple of thousand people and how many black men in America? So you're like, have a, you know, we show you the 1% of America that's successful as a black man. And if the thing is, if you can't, don't strive to be that, then there's nothing else for you. You know, because at the end of the day, that benefits white America. You know, they make money off of sports. Black people are dominant in most of the sports. So of course, why not have the black man that's been breeded in general, in 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 essence, for these sports, for entertainment of me? We're gonna breed them to do that. Show them that that's your path, because that benefits us. Music, uh, all that that benefits us. Entertainment stuff. We're not highlighting successful college men that have their own businesses and that are you know that are you know. Um, that, you know, that have families and positive. We, we can't put that in there because at the end of the day, you will know that there. that's a, a route for you. Yeah, in your community, you may have a couple of people. We may lose a couple of them to that. But at the end of the day, we're going to show that if you're not doing these things over here to entertain us, to entertain America, then this is the other route for you. Drugs. Debbie, dad. All of that. Now, I know you say, well, Cass, what does this have to do with mental health? Well, at the end of the day, I think one, that our black men suffer from an overall mental health of abandonment. We've virtually been abandoned by our, our own culture, our women, and we've been abandoned by America. See, I think a lot of people have PTSD, but I think it's something that needs to be explored more, especially when you raise in an environment where all you see is drugs, violence, you know, and all that. When stuff like that is normal, that's a problem. See, most black American men that were raised in America, like these things that are negative are normal to us. It's normal to see uh, our fellow man being shot down by a cop. Now, it's normal. It doesn't even make you excited anymore. It doesn't make you enraged anymore because it's just normal. You know, we still have it suffer from the trauma. We still have it recover from the trauma of slavery and segregation. There's no healing time. If you look at history, our culture has never has had a a time of healing without there being something that, in particular, really with the black man, is being attacked for. Right now, we're viewed as thugs, ghetto, criminals, deadbeat dads. Even when the numbers don't even say that, but at the end of the day, that's what media, social media, and news reflects. We suffer black most black men suffer from anxiety. And you say, "Why? Tell me a black man that doesn't drive down the block and see a cop and not get anxious and nervous. That's anxiety. Because my imagery of a cop is beating my, beating a, a person like me all the time. It don't matter. We, it's not like it's just straight criminals. I get it. Like, yo, know, if we just see people out here doing the most and they're criminals and the I get that. You know, I'm not saying it's right, but I get it. But we see young college men, professionals, shoot, even politicians at times being discriminated, abused, uh, you know, rights violated by cops. So who am I, a regular guy driving my car? Of course I'm going to be, ain't, I'm going to have anxiety when I see a cop. See, other cultures don't live with that. And women don't live with that either. Not saying that there isn't, but most of the imagery is not women. It's black men being harassed. So of course I have anxiety when I'm driving and I see a cop or I see the sirens. I get nervous. I get scared because that encounter can end with my life. I mean, we've seen people regular call out wellness to see how people are, and they get shot. You can't even sit in your own house anymore and open your door and make a movement because at the end of the day, a cop is ready to shoot you. How many cases they come to the house or they go into the wrong house and they shoot you because you didn't comply? Why why should I comply when you're in the wrong house? I don't know who you are. But see, that's the environment we live in. We're not safe anywhere as black men. We're not even safe in our home anymore. PTSD. Depression. The whole world's telling you, you are nothing. How, how can you get, how can you Survive in a world that in all fronts, you get beat on. Now, this is not an excuse for those men out here that are actually not doing what they have to do. And I'm not saying in any way that a man's not responsible for what he do and he should blame on his mental health. But at the end of the day, it is a factor in why a man does certain things now. When our women out here are, are glorifying guys with money, guys, all that, guys, that ain't about nothing. But, you know, I could be a college man, going to college, working hard, have a business, work hard. Oh, I can't mess with you. You don't got enough money. But they go to the guy that's the drug dealer. He got a whole bunch of money and all the women want him. How do I think it's, it's good to keep going this route when I'm not getting none of the rewards? There was a time where black women loved a hardworking man. It wasn't about the money. It was about, man, he's going to be out there to take care of his family. Now they care about how you look, what car you drive, how much money you make, all that. And that's what the social media puts out there. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a lot of women that don't care about that. A lot of black women that's like, I just want a good man, man, love me. And that's great. But the majority of the imagery that has put out social media is of women, these beautiful women, this is all I want in a man. That's like the 1% of the man. So how do I, how do I become my best me when my best me is, is, I'm told is wrong? Men get in a relationship for Validation. I've learned that through my sessions. I go to counseling as well. And you know what I'm saying? To talk about my problems. Because y'all. I think everybody needs a mentor or counselor. They go to regardless of what you do in life. You could be the best psychologist in the world. You still got to go talk to somebody. It's just the truth. And one thing I've learned is that women marry for connection. Men marry for validation. See, so a woman is connecting with a man that she feels is a man. She's going to connect with that because in her idea a man, a real man makes six figures and lives a certain lifestyle, does a certain thing. That's a man. She wants to connect with that. A man wants to be with a that validates him. So if I go to a woman and say I want to date you and you say you're not good enough, you're not validating me. So that means I'm not feeling good about myself. Depression, anxiety, mood disorder shoot, bipolarism, in a sense. Because you have to switch it on and off. Because they want their man to be strong, a leader, all that. It doesn't even matter. Even the guys that are doing the bad thing in life, they're glorified. The drug dealer got all the women. The dude that's, that's 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 that don't care, baby mama, he getting all the women. They love him, all that. But the man that's struggling, doing his thing, trying to build something, he's the one nobody likes. So we never get those type of men never get validated. A man, a man needs a validation. Back to slavery time. We out there in the crops, getting beat, working. 12, 13, 14 hours, we get home, what does our woman do? They draw us a bath, they wipe our wounds, and they say, baby, it's okay, you're strong. You could take this, one day it'll be better. She validates the struggle that he's going through, to understand that soon it's going to be over is a good day. Or if it's not going to be over, but this time, this hour you have with me, baby, you are keen, you are special, I am attentive to you. Validation. Everybody's been in that position In any relationship Where you at work You had a hard day But you know you go home And you got your woman Or your man That's gonna be there for you it's Not even about having sex It's just about Man she's gonna hold me He's gonna hold me tonight And I'm gonna be good So that I can help you Get through the day What does a black man Have to come home to now? Even as a young boy I'm told when you're 18, you out. Girls, you can stay forever. Shoot, sometimes I do with my, I have a son in the door, and, and I'm in that mind frame. My son's 18, you could go. But then, you know, you think really at the end of the day, is somebody really ready at 18. But that's what we do to black men. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, get out 18. Especially if it's a single parent. Like, yo, get out. Or it's, I'm just going to baby you and not allow you to be a man. See, there's a thin line between that. So at the end of the day, it's like you have a mother that's going to completely just, you know, say, all right, go. Because, you know, you're wrong with her daddy. You know what I mean? The man that broke her heart. The man that left her. you just a remnant of that. Daughters are different. Women see daughters as different. Like, you know what? I don't need your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my daughter. (laughs) She's going to be like me. But the man, oh, you're just like your daddy. And she already had animosity because he left or he wasn't there or whatever. They broke up, whatever the reason is. So as soon as you 18, get out. Be a man. But you've done nothing to prepare to be a man. So, of course, only, only thing you know as a man is how your mama treats you. Teach a woman's here to take care of me. I don't know what it is to take care of a woman because I never had that relationship. So when I meet a woman, now these women are independent, do their thing. Only the relationship they know is to take care of a man because at the end of the day, they've never been in a position where a man was there for them. Like their daddy wasn't in the house. So they don't know how it is for a man to take care of them and be there, to protect them. So when they meet a man, they treat him like 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 okay, well, like my mama, you know what I'm saying? I gotta be his mama. That's the how I that's what I see. So I'm gonna treat him like his mom. So he can stay home and he be there for me and he could play his PlayStation, do nothing, I'm gonna take care of him. See, the relationships within the black communities messed up. Now, I'm not in any way saying that black men, there aren't black men that don't take responsibility. I'm not saying that there aren't black men that choose the wrong path. I'm not saying there are any black men that aren't doing wrong. This is not that podcast to say that black men are great and and, and they do everything right and it's the whole world. No, this is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying because a black man has mental issues that it's a free pass to just be about that bullshit. I'm not saying that either. When I had my mental breakdown, and I did and I broke everything, almost attacked everybody. I was going, I was going crazy. My wife, I was I was I lost it, right? Now, I don't use that as excuse. I take full responsibility of my actions that day. They were, they were reprehensible. They were horrible. My kids saw that. It, you know, my wife, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was horrible. So, you know, I never want anybody to think that at the end of the day, you should say, oh, well, I have mental health issues. So it's okay if I went crazy and did certain things. Never. Never. But see, understanding is a great thing. Like, I did it, I apologize. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to fix that. How do I fix that? By fixing myself, becoming a better man, making sure those actions never happen again, making sure I'm on point, whether it's my, my therapy or medication, whatever, you know, method you're going through in life, you're going through medication, whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'm making sure that I'm on point with all that because at the end of the day, I don't want to have what I'm going through affect my family. So I don't want nobody to say this podcast is trying to, sh- to, to, to to negate responsibility that people have individually, not at all. But it is understood, but there is no sympathy as in other cultures when it comes to that, as in white, oh, they have mental health problems or he has this problem. You know, a person has an abusive problem, they're going to rehab. Oh, they went to rehab, they're doing better. Black man, me going to rehab doesn't make doesn't 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 matter. He's just a criminal. He's a thug. You know, our American actors like Robbie Downey Jr. at uh, uh Stein, not Steinfeld, uh Tim Allen from Two times. Whatever they, they were past criminals. You know, uh Robert Downey was in drugs and and Tim Allen was in jail for two years. You know what I mean? But they are, they are allowed to reform. And I'm not talking about the whole Me Too culture right now. I'm just in general. These actors that have past abusive women, all that stuff, are allowed to. They're allowed to. Nobody says, oh, you know, Robbie Downey Jr., ex-drug addict Robbie Downey Jr., or oh, ex-criminal Tim Allen. from No, they don't do that. But Chris Brown gets into an altercation with Rihanna, which... It's clear now that she started. She started it. Now I'm not saying he reacted correctly, but she started it. She assaulted him, and he just went crazy. But I see one—he was supposed to come to Orlando, no Tampa. Pat, you know, convicted, uh, woman abuser Chris Brown. Like, I, I don't see you mention that about the other people that come to town when they're white. Kobe Bryant. You know, rapist Kobe Bryant, like really? They do that to black people all the time, especially black men all the time. We are the criminals. We do something they want to hold it on to. Us forever. A white man does that? Oh, it's fine. I mean, these white men have, you know, Kennedy's about people dying and, 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 and raping and, and drugs and all that stuff. They never put those, those suffixes in be, before they, name. they never say this. No, they, they say, Hey, this person, that, that's it. They don't say, you know, womenizer and accused rapist, Donald Trump. They do it to Bill Cosby, R. Kelly. And let's talk real quick about the one time, the the positive, the one time we had an era in the late, the mid 80s to, to the 90s, maybe, beginning of the 90s, where we had positive black images. That's when we had like Cosby Show, Different World, the CW had like a crap load of, of you know, early 2000s. We had top periods where black Positive families were on TV. I think two areas. I think the Cosby area, I think that CW area, uh, area. I think that was like late 1990s, early 2000s, maybe. If I'm right, you no. Know, if, if I'm if I'm incorrect, let me know. But I know there were two separate hours where we had a whole bunch of positive black shows, like, you know, Living Single, you had Girlfriends, you had, you know, that whole era, you know what I'm saying? Then you had the Cosby, uh, 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 you know, uh, Different Worlds, you know, you had all these positive images. Two times, I, I think, I remember in my lifetime. And I could be wrong. If I am wrong, hey, but from what I remember, we had two eras for about five, six, seven, eight years where we had positive black imagery. But each time that era started to pop off, they killed it. Like Cosby show introduced me to college, a real world introduced. I didn't even know what black colleges were until those shows came on. Greek life, all that stuff, all that. I didn't know that. How many kids went to college because of those shows? Then you had that in the next era where I don't think it was very positive, but still it was black shows showing black families. And they killed that. <laughs> you see, it's good as long as it's making white America money. But when it gets too popular and it's in, in the black community, they have to shut that down. Because, see, those imageries of positivity will take over. So what took over? Reality TV. Ratchetness When you look at black TV now, what do you see? You don't see no positive imagery. You see divorced women or women in crazy marriages being ratchet, acting crazy. You see men being womenizers, abusers. And that's what you see now. So at the end of the day, social media puts this image of a black man in everybody's head. And then as a black man you have to struggle to not be that imagery. That's crazy. You have to struggle not to be negative. You have to struggle to be positive. Because that is not cool. Like and they made it they even made it to the point where being a educated black man is not cool. The women don't want you, you get no opportunities, nothing. Like, seriously, like, like, everything, like, to validate a black man is everything else but your character as a man. That's what it is to be a black man in America. Your validation, which a black man needs, black man black man gets married for, which I think everybody needs that, but in general, is everything else, your money, your status, everything, that validates you as a man, not your hard work, not your vision. No, nobody messes with you until your vision is done. I can go on Facebook right now and say, hey, I'm starting a business. Support me. Ah, you're whack, Cass. Forget you. When they see you popping, yo, Cass, I fucks with you. Yo, women, oh, yeah, yeah. But that's what it is to be black in America, a black man in America. So mental health, man, anxiety, depression, PTSD, bipolarism. Shoot, sometimes schizophrenia because it gets you to that point. Mood disorders. Identity crisis I mean at the end of the day You know you go to Atlanta And all you see is these guys in dresses Now I'm not in in any way saying Being gay or transgender is a bad thing Not at all You could choose what you want to do And that's fine So I don't want people Oh Cash you get on the transgender community No not at all You know But why is that the imagery That is pushed of a black man And then you have our sisters supporting that support. All black men, don't just support all oh, the gay friend or the transgender friend or 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 want the or or promote the guy that's selling drugs with the money that you owe. Yeah, that's the type of man I want. A real nigga, I want a thug, blah, because blah, blah. that's what's promoted. Love them all. Get what I'm saying? Like everybody should have an equal shot. You, 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 as far as media you know we talking about positive we' talk about the negative because you, you know negative we understand it sells all that stuff but it should be a it should be even but unfortunately negative sells so they're gonna push the negative especially of black men people would rather hear a black man that killed people or he's a womanizer or has 26 kids than a black man that is care, married to his, his wife married did it right had kids doing a business doing things positive nobody wants to hear about that. Not even our own black outlets do that. World Star Hip Hop for black people. What do they? What is on there? Negative of black people, ratchet chicks, and 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 decriminalizing and black men, and showing us as thugs, or we in, we got the gold teeth, we got the money, all that stuff. That's what they show, and that's the problem. Social media brings issues. We believe it. We actually embed it into our culture, and this is where we at. Now, I could go all day about this, but like I said, I keep my podcast to 45 minutes because I, I hate those long hour, two, three hour podcasts, so I keep it short. But like I said, I will probably touch upon this in the next few podcasts down the road with a guest to get their intake on it and stuff like that. So I appreciate everybody that's listening to the Black Men's Health Podcast black men's mental health podcast i appreciate every sunday at eight o'clock on the culture radio download the app on google or apple if i change the times i'll let you know but at the end of the day for now it's at eight o'clock on sundays download it, or you can catch me on itunes google spotify stitcher and iheart you can catch it the replace there uh go to blackmensmentalhealth.com uh, and you can check uh this podcast and all the other podcasts out um, definitely follow me on, uh, uh, you can follow me personally on uh, Facebook, Castle Williams online, or on Instagram, Castleville Williams, uh, Twitter, which I'm not on too much, but Castleville Williams. Uh, also, uh, Castleville Williams.com. You can check me out with my other things where I do podcast guru. guru. Also, I want to say uh, I've been working real hard, and I am officially a, licensed, a certified life coach. So now, yay, life coach. Let's let's do. I want to do a clap for my life coach. I guess I can. Anyway, yay, life coach. Yeah. So now I'm a life coach. So at the end of the day, you know, I wanted to definitely have my credentials back, and I wanted to do something where, you know, so I took the course. You know, a whole bunch of reading and videos. It was it was was tiring, but I I did it. I dedicated myself to doing it, and I did it. I'm certified life coach. So you know, I'm gonna be offering services, definitely helping, and I want to be able to speak to people with some type of certification. Behind me so I am a certified life coach Right now so thank god that that Happened and I'm certified and like I said Blackmensmentalhealth.com Check it out And uh until next time Talk to you later bye